welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. On Victory Outreach, give the Lord a good half of what's taking place all over the world. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. And um, I know the V groups are on fire, right? I mean, V group leaders, I know I was able to be in attendance last night, and it was so awesome. We had a rally night here, and you can just see that God is doing something so special in our church. And the V groups is a special place to be. So I know we took the growth challenge, so one of them is to get connected. So if you want to get connected, I want to encourage you strongly to get connected to a V group. There's more information there on our website. Now if you can take hold of your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 18, verse 35. And as you're turning there, I just want to thank God for what he is doing in, in my life. Is keeping power. Grateful for our pastors. How many love our pastors? We have awesome pastors, world-class leadership, our pastors, shepherds. They really love our congregation, and they're worldwide leaders, but they make it a point to continue to give themselves to us, and I'm grateful that God blessed us with the best. Also, our entire ministerial staff, Pastor Philip, and the entire team, I'm grateful to be a part of this winning team, this all-star team, and uh, we truly have awesome leadership, we really do. Also, a product of the gang, God's anointed now generation, young adults and students, the third wave of revival, God is doing great things in the gang, and last but certainly not least, I have a beautiful wife, Lex, right there. In the second row, we're going to be married three years next month. And I'm grateful that God bless me with a good wife. Can the husband say amen? How many are grateful to have a good wife? I've learned that more than ever before, the importance of having somebody side by side with you, back to back. Luke chapter 18, do you have it? And the Bible reads like this. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing the multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Say all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith. Say, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw him, gave praise to God. The title of my message here this evening is Visible Faith. Visible Faith. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. You're, you're here. We, we sense it ever since we walked through the doors. This time of praise and worship, the generosity of our giving. And, and I know you're here. So I pray that you would just move me out of the way and just take control. I know that this word you gave me specifically for your people tonight. I know that without a shadow of a doubt, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that the, way, the same way it ministered to me, that it will minister to your people here this evening. We give you all the honor, all the praise. And we all say, Amen. you may be seated. Visible faith. Now, I don't know how many people have ever had their vision impaired in their life. A reference I could look back to is a couple years ago, I, I found myself, I was working and I was using a, a hand drill without safety glasses. All right, be honest, I keep it real, I'm in the church, right? Did not, did not take the proper precautions, no safety glasses. And a piece of wood, a wood particle, got into my eye. And that evening was a vision night. Imagine that, <laughs> I could not see out of one eye, and, and the, the, the more I tried to get it out, I ended up scratching my eye, and it got pretty bad. 
and I ended up having to call my wife. She had to drive me around. I had to go to, to ER, and they actually gave me an eye patch. I had an eye patch. I looked like a pirate, right? I looked like the, I'm a Raiders fan, so I looked like the Raiders logo, right? It was, you know? Right, any Raider fans? Okay. All right. Simmer down. Simmer down. Now, like I said, I could not see out of one eye, and I was just going crazy. My mind was thinking, man, is this going to be me for the rest of my life? But thank God for doctors. Thank God for, for a good wife. My nurse took care of me, and I'm now I'm able to see fully. But in that short period of time, I realized what it would be to not be able to have full sight. See, going back to our text, we find a, a blind man who Mark identifies as Barnabas, son of Timaeus, who was begging on the side of the road. Now, in Matthew 20, part of the Synoptic Gospels, you know, it talks about two blind men being healed by Jesus. But tonight, we're going to focus on Bar Barnabas. You see, beggars would often, often be found at the city gate where people were passing in and out, like the crippled, gate, crippled beggar at the gate of Temple of Beautiful, the beautiful gate. So he was probably calling out to those who were passing by, asking for alms, asking for money. And so since he was blind, they say that when you lose one sense, your other senses begin to operate at a higher capacity. But I'm sure it was not hard for Barnabas to realize that the number of people on the road crowding the city was much larger, larger than usual. He, he sensed that there was a pushing and a, and a shoving crowd. And people are trying to, 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 to grab the attention of somebody. So the blind man cries out to whoever can hear, to him, hear him saying, what's going on? And the man heard the multitudes passing by and asking this question. And they told him that it was Jesus of Nazareth that was passing by. Say he was passing by. Jesus was passing by. See, a few questions I have here for us here tonight is one... How is our hearing? How is our hearing? See, blind Barnabas, even though he was blind, he was able to hear. He was attentive to what was taking place around him. See, there's many people, and I'm not here to offend anybody, but I'm just going to be real here tonight. There's many people that they want to be heard, but they don't want to hear. How many know somebody like that? Well, they want their opinion to be known. They broadcast it on Instagram, Facebook, you, whatever their, their social media channel or whatever, and family gatherings. They, 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 want their, they want to be heard. And they want to be heard so bad that when the other person is talking to them, instead of listening or hearing, they're already thinking about what they're going to say next. See, sometimes that's how we are with God. Where we come to God and we're, crying, we're, we're, we're saying, God, this, I, want, I need this, this, that, and the other. And I'm going through this, and so we're just talking, 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 but we don't put ourselves in a position to hear God. And instead, there's many people that they're hearing impaired, that their hearing is distorted, and they don't even realize it. They don't even know it. Or there's those that they're, they're hearing the wrong things. They're listening to the wrong voices. They're surrounding themselves with people that possibly may have good intentions, but their, their advice and their direction is totally off or totally contrary to the things of God. It's kind of like when, I don't know about you, but like me, like when you're, when you're, I don't know if you've ever been lost when you're driving. How many have ever been lost? Like you're lost, you have no idea 
where you're at, right? You're, the navigation's not working. The GPS is not working. And I know some people know, like, right, the Thomas guy, you lost the Thomas guy. Whatever the kids would be, right? You don't know what's taking place, right? And, and, and usually when you know where you're going, you're bumping your music, podcasts, you're having the time of your life, conversation with your wife, whatever the kids, you're having an awesome time because you know where you're going. But when you don't know where you're going, most people, if you're like me, when, you, when you're looking around, you're like, this looks kind of familiar, right? You try to, you know, you go trying to check the wind, where's the wind going, the stars, or you have no idea where you're at, right? But what most people do is that they silence the radio. <laughs> you should do that, right? You should. I don't know what that does, but we silence the radio and we think it's going to help us, right? But it's because you want to be attentive to your surroundings, See, unfortunately, there's many people in many churches all over the world and all over the United States that they're going the wrong direction or they have no idea where they're going and they're not silencing the noise in their life. They're driving and they have nowhere, they have no direction, no sense of direction, no sense of purpose, but they still are blasting the music. They're still bumping the music. We need to come to a point in our lives where we say, God, if I don't know what to do, give me ears to hear. Come on, am I talking to anybody here tonight? We got to get direction. We got to allow God to speak into our lives. We got to position ourselves accordingly to hear God's voice. Like in Matthew chapter 11 verse 15, that he who has ears, let them hear. See, we need to clean those ears. Not physically. I mean, there may be some people that need to clean their ears here tonight, right? Do the Q-tip, like hitch, right? Throw it away, right? Some of you need to, may need to do that here, right? You need to clean your But I'm talking about some of you need to spiritually clean your ears. You've been listening. You've been hearing the wrong things. And it's time to get back in alignment with what God has for you. Position yourself accordingly so that God can lead your life. So you can hear, you can hear his voice. See, Barnabas, Barnabas now knows because he heard that it's Jesus that's passing by. Second question I have for us here tonight is how loud is our shout? That's a great place to shout. How loud is our shout here tonight? See, going back to our pastors, and he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those that went before him, they warned him and they said, you should be quiet. See, the crowd, they tried to silence him. You see, Barnabas' words show that his faith in Jesus is that he is the Messiah. You see, Jews believe that the Messiah would be a descendant of King David. And there's Jewish people that believed at that time that illness or disability was a, a punishment from God. And because the person had committed sins, that Barnabas, being a blind beggar, was told to be quiet. Because in their opinion, they could have felt that he, not did, he did not deserve to allow Jesus to listen to him. But even when the crowd tried to silence him, he cried out all the more, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. See, unfortunately, there's too many people that they stop after the first shout. They shout one time, and if they don't get the response that they want, they lose their shout. They lose their praise. They lose their expectation. They lose their anticipation. See, if we're desperate to see miracles take place, if we're desperate to see change take place in our lives, we need to come to that place 
to shout again. Somebody shout right there where you're at. Shout like something's going to change. Shout like miracles are most. Shout like you know that Jesus is in the room. Shout like you know that Jesus is in the house. I'm here to declare to you tonight that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by and we need to shout saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Is the church in the house here tonight. We got to get that shout back. See, unfortunately, there's too many people that they get too dignified that they forgot what it is to shout. But when they were in the world, when they really wanted something, they weren't going to let anything stop them from getting what they wanted. So how much more when we know the truth and we know that Jesus saved us and changed us and redeemed us, how much more we know that we serve a miracle-working God that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So we got to continue to shout and know that Jesus is able to do it. You got to get that shout back. Come on, shout, shout again, come on. This is not a normal Wednesday night. God is going to do something special. I feel it and I sense it. See, don't let the world silence you. See, there's many people in the world that they're loud for what they believe. Many crazy, outrageous, alternative things. I don't even have all the time to describe all these crazy, wild out things that people are loud about. Take stances for. But how much more the believer... How much more the one that knows the truth, the truth that will set people free. How much more the ministry of Victory Outreach that has been reaching treasure out of darkness, hidden rich and secret places since 1967. If there is any church and if there is any ministry that has a reason to shout knowing that we serve a miracle working God, it should be Victory Outreach. See, unfortunately, and I'm not here to call you out, but, but, but I want to help somebody here tonight that there may be some people that you're part of the crowd and you don't even know it. You may be on the wrong side of the story here tonight. How do you know if you're part of the crowd? You know you're part of the crowd when you get, when you get upset when they ask you to jump. Don't look at me like that. When, 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 they, when they say smile, when they say praise, some of those are part of the crowd. You got mad when I asked you to shout right now. <laughs> You're part of the crowd if you, if you get irked when you see young people praising the Lord. You're part of the crowd if you get, if you get irked a little bit when you see the victory home on fire. Why is that? Because then people will start saying stuff. Oh, no, 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 that, that's just a phase, brother. That's just a phase, sister. No, 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 no. You're, you're, okay. you're a new believer. It's okay. That, 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 that's just hype. It'll, it'll, it'll wear off one day. It's okay, brother. It's okay. Keep praising. Keep shouting. No, no, no. There's some people here tonight that you're part of the crowd. And you need to get in the right track and you need to get your shout back and say, you know what, I don't want to be that way anymore. I don't want to be negative anymore. I don't want to be pessimistic anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a complainer anymore. I don't want to murmur anymore. I, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I, I want to be part of the solution. 
Look at the way that we're going to win the world and reach this city and take nations and raise up arrows is we need collectively as a multi-generational church to praise God together, to worship together, to hit the streets together, to tell somebody that Jesus is in the house. Get that shout back. Shake those cobwebs out. Some of you, you need, to, you need to get bumped back to the altar again. You got to learn what it is to, to praise and, and bust a few little moves. You got to learn what it is to, to sweat in church again. Don't get so, so, so sophisticated and, and dignified and look so good in your suit. And United We Campaign. But you don't know what it is to break it down for Jesus. There's some people that you've gotten too cool. You've gotten so concerned what other people are going to think rather than what he thinks. I, 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 I love the people around me. I love the people I serve with. I, I, I love them, but, but, but they, weren't, they weren't the one that saved me. They weren't the one that changed me. They weren't the one that, that went into my city and reached my parents and let them know that there was a church. There was a church called Victory they, 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 they weren't the one. So it was God that saved my family. So it's he's the one. It's an audience of one. I care about what he thinks. I, I don't care how I look. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about title. I don't care about position. As long as I know that I am tired praising and worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. As long as my worship, as long as my shout gets his attention, that's all that matters. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the caller. Make that decision here tonight to say, Jesus, I am going to follow you. And I don't care who knows it. I don't care how I look. Because it's all about you. It's always been about you. Come on, it's the church getting their shout back, getting their praise back. Shake those cobwebs off. It is time. It is time, Victory Outreach. Come on, say it again. Jesus is in the house. It's not just a season. You can stay on fire. You can have that blue fire. You can be bold. You can live all out for God. Going back, now we're here in verse 40. It says, so Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. Third question I have for us here tonight is what's going to be our response when Jesus calls us? See, it's one thing to shout, and we love to shout, but it's another thing to respond. It's good to shout. It's good to praise. It's good to be excited and energetic, but it's a whole other thing to respond to the call. The call of God is going forth here tonight. There's some people here that the call has been dormant in your life where, where God has called you and he wants to use you. And, and for whatever reason, circumstances, situations, disappointments got in the way. And, and, and now on the, on the outward, you, you look like you're, you're responding. But inwardly in your heart, you're not responding. I know there's some people here in the building that at one point you were willing to go wherever. You were willing to get a one-way ticket. And say, God, whatever, whatever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing. What happened? What happened? Jesus is calling us here tonight. He's commanding and he's saying, bring them to me. But will you come? Will you come with us? Will you, will you, will you enlist into the army of God? Will you truly take the growth challenge with us to grow 
to develop and see great things take place in our lives and in this ministry. See, there's people tonight, you're being called out from the crowd. But a response is action. We, God is looking for people here tonight that will be people of action. That will answer the call. That will be ready when your name is called. See, if you know you're called and you know Jesus called you, then start preparing yourself now. Unfortunately, there's too many people that they wait for their name to be called and start getting ready. But if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. What does that mean? If you're called to take a city, if you're called to be a pastor, start pastoring in your V group now. If you're called to be an arrow, you're called to be one of Sonny Jr.'s guys. Do it now. Do it now in the gang. Do it now in the gyms. Do it now in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the media. Do it now in the worship. Don't wait to be asked to do it on the platform and start getting ready. But say, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get, even when no one else sees, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to equip myself. I'm going to enroll in VOBC. I'm going to learn what it is to, to reach people. I'm going to learn what it is to be a good communicator of the gospel. I'm going to do it now. So when my name is called, I'm going to be ready to respond to the master's voice. We got to respond. Somebody say respond. Say respond. We got to be ready. Because Jesus is looking for people to call out here tonight. And we're going to do an altar call at the end of tonight. But the question is, will you respond? Will you respond to the master's voice? Because when we respond, when we step out, he steps in. And when he steps in, great things take place. We'll be great for him. Fourth question I have for us here tonight is, are we faithful? Not faithful, I mean faithful, meaning are we full of faith? Do we truly believe that God is more than able? No, no. Do we truly believe that God is more than able? It's not just a song we sing where we say, God, I know you're more than able. See, in verse 41 it says, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? See, Jesus, like Pastor Philip mentioned as he opened up, is Jesus already knew what this man needed. But I believe Jesus asked this question to ignite faith, not just in him, but in the crowd, and for it to be vocalized. See, his faith is now known to the entire crowd, and now it is visible faith. And it was also a declaration that he was ready to change. He was ready for change. He didn't want to be a beggar anymore. He didn't want to be begging for alms anymore, and he wanted to see See, there's people, and I've said it many times, there's people that they want their circumstances to change, but they don't want to change. They want, they, they want change to take place in their life, but they don't want God to change them. But when we come to that place of humility and submission to God and saying, God, before my situations change, change me. Change me so when you do change my situation, I'm going to be ready for it. We got to be ready to change. See, what was so amazing about this man was even though he was blind, he could see more than anyone else in the crowd because he knew who was passing by. He was ready for change. Not just his situation, not just his circumstance, but he was ready to be changed. Verse 42, it says, then he said, Lord, that I may receive sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith. Say your faith. 
your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw him, gave praise to God. It says, your faith. He said, your faith has made you well. See, our desire should be as the, as the, as, as the church, as, as the body of Christ, as victory outreach, should be to be faithful, not faithless. See, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, is a very familiar passage. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, even though we don't see it, we know that God is working. When you have that type of faith where you're full of faith, now you have a faith that can be seen. I believe that we should all have a type of faith that can be seen. That it's evident that when people see us, they can recognize and they can see something different about this person. Even when all hell is breaking loose, even though they have uh, many reasons to murmur and complain, they're still optimistic. They still have a smile. They still come to church. They're still faithful. They're still committed. They don't allow the circumstances that they're going through dictate the way they look at God. But that they're full of faith. And it's a faith that could be seen. It's a, it's a visible faith. I believe that if we're going to see these great things take place in this end time revival that we are going to experience, we need to be a house full of faith. It, it, can't, it can't just be a small group of people. It has to be us collectively together believing. And not just believing but expecting and, and knowing that Jesus is able to do it. See, this man had so much faith. Immediately, when he knew he was passing by, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He, he was making a declaration that he wanted something to happen. He, he had that type of faith. And I, and I hope and pray that we have that type of faith. That type of faith where we're saying, Jesus, even though I don't understand what's taking place. Even though it's, it's difficult right now. Even though all hell is breaking loose. Even though I'm praying for my children. It seems like it's, they're, they're getting worse. Even, even though I, I, I'm trying to get my finances in order. But, 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 but things are not working out for me. And, and, and I'm losing my job. And now my car is breaking up. All these different things. I, I still hope that we can count on all joy knowing that Jesus is still in control. See, sometimes we don't realize and understand why we go through what we go through. But when it's all said and done and we come out stronger on the other side, we realize that that, that situation and that circumstance was not to destroy us but to build us up. There's some people here, you need to stay on the wheel and know that Jesus is still working in your life, working in you, working through you so that he can prepare you for the great things that he wants to do. But we got to be full of faith. Don't grow weary, Victory Outreach. Don't get tired. But... But be full of faith, knowing that we are going to be that mega church, that we are going to build that balcony, that we are going to build another building, that we are going to double services, that we are going to break barriers, that we are going to reach the city, that we are going to send arrows, that we are going to raise up more people to go and answer the call. But we need some people here tonight that will be full of faith and saying, God, I put my complete trust in you. Is anyone here tonight getting something? Say faithful. We got to be faithful, full of faith, visible faith, where the world can see and know that we truly believe what we believe because we know it's the truth. Saying, God, at your word, I know miracles can happen. There's some people here tonight that you need to get your hearing back. You need to get your sight back. You need to start seeing things the right way. You need to allow God to change your perspective because Jesus is passing by. He's in the house. Verse 43, and immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw him, gave praise to God. He received his sight. 
I love about this man. The situation changed. He was ready to change. He saw. He had vision. What did he do? He began to praise God and follow the master. There's some people here that you, you need a miracle. You need a miracle. Something that, God, that, that man cannot do. You need a miracle. But you already thank God in advance. Already visualize how, you, how your situation is going to change and how it's going to change you. You need to already see how you're going to worship God. How you're going to praise him. How you're going to follow him like never before. How you're going to use that situation to be a testimony of the miracle working power of God. See, it's like I said, it's not the need. It's the faith. See, I know. I know that Jesus knew what his response was going to be. So we got to question ourselves, what's going to be our response when, when things change for us? See, sometimes that's why things don't happen. Because possibly God knows that we're going to go back to living the life we were living before. It's when we come to that place of fully surrendering and saying, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Whatever you want me to do. Whatever you want me to do. I'll, 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 I'll clean toilets. I'll, I'll cut the grass. Whatever, whatever's needed. God, I'll do whatever. It's, 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 I'd rather be a servant in your house than anything. I, I, don't, I don't care how I look. I don't care how people perceive me. But God, I just, just change me. Change me so that my circumstance can change. Let's all stand. <clears throat> Jesus here. He's passing by right now. I feel it so strongly. See, when the multitude saw this miracle, the same crowd that tried to silence him was that same crowd that was now giving praise to God. You may be doing some things that people around you don't recognize. They may even criticize you. Unsafe family members, unsafe loved ones, whatever the case may be. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just, just put your trust in, in God and the master's hand. And those same ones that are trying to silence you will eventually be those ones serving the same God you serve. <laughs> Lift up your hands right there where you're at. There's miracles in motion right now. And he's more than able. So lift up your hands. And get ready to sing this song as they come. But I, I don't want you to sing this song the way you've ever sang it before. But I want you to sing it as a declaration of saying, God, I know that you are more than able. That I know it. And I'm going to trust you. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Come on. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.